You are listening to the Telehealth 20 podcast, where Rob Vining, a physical therapist and technology entrepreneur, guides you through the never mind. Oh, yeah, okay, look. I'm just a physical therapist, but I'm also excited about technology and the use of telehealth. You might be saying, what is, what that? is that? What is that? Telehealth uses technology to connect ourselves to patients who need our expertise and our knowledge. And if we do this right the first time, we can change the industry of healthcare into something more efficient, convenient, and accessible to everyone around the world. Thanks for listening and on to the show. The Telehealth 20 podcast is now sponsored by TelehealthPT.com. TelehealthPT.com is an entire library that shows you everything you need to get started with your own digital practice. Now, this isn't something where there's a paywall in place. We're crafting a library that any rehab professional can go to, download the information, learn, and get started right now, immediately, with your own digital practice. The barriers to entry are no longer cost, it's just knowledge. Head over there right now or immediately after you finish listening to this podcast www.telehealthpt.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the show. And today we have the first of many podcasts that we're going to do specifically related to physical therapists that are participating in this upcoming Telehealth 10K Challenge. So our very first one that we've got today, very excited to talk to this physical therapist, Karen Malone, that we have today. So Karen, please tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll just kind of get right into it. Sure. Well, I've been a physical therapist for over 30 years, and uh, 20 of those years, I lived in China. So yeah. I did, uh, work overseas, and I developed a lot of different programs um, in hospitals and for home-based rehab. Great. So I came back in 2013 with my newly adopted son, I got a little Chinese boy, and mm-hmm. um, just started kind of getting back in the flow of things here in the U.S. I did my doctorate when I got back and uh, started into home health and then just thought, you know, I really want to have my own practice. So that's what I've been working on. Great. Great. All right. So you were one of the, actually, you were the very first person. I was just sitting there like you were one of the, no, you were the, I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, somebody already found this. Of course, Karen did it. So that yeah, was fun to see. Um, I left at two in the morning, so I just happened to check. I said, "Oh, he's got it open." I'll just go ahead and sign yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, what are what are your thoughts about this? Because I know there's a bunch of physical therapists that are kind of on the fence, wondering if they should participate or not. Um, what was kind of going through your mind whenever you were thinking about signing up for this telehealth 10K challenge? Sure. Well, I'm really new in the whole idea of telehealth, but when I started listening to the things that you've been putting out um, and realizing. Um, just the opportunity of doing telehealth and reaching people conveniently and in places perhaps where it's harder for them to find the kind of therapist they're looking for. Um, I think it's absolutely excellent. Um, I do uh, focus more on neuro. So I wondered at first, like, okay, can I do this? You're worried about falls and things like that. But um, just the more I've thought about it, um, I think there's a lot to, be, to offer. I did an online course um, just trying to kind of get my feet wet in that area. And so I had some one-on-one sessions with people just talking about the course material to do with strokes right. and um, demonstrating to them the things that I was talking about in the class. And they got a lot out of it. Um, they were thrilled to be able to uh, ask me questions and um, just talk about what um, would benefit 
in general, um, you know, shoulders and, and walking and things like that. A lot of stuff I do share on a Facebook group, but um, I could go into more depth with a one-on-one um, and really go over it and over it till I could see that they got it. Uh, they didn't do any um, uh, demonstrating with me in that particular situation. It was a, an educational um, platform. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, so I just, I can see that it's just a, a tremendous benefit um, to kind of help them and coach them through that I kind of call it stroke wellness right. um, because there are people that have gone through all the rehab um, you know they're functional um, they're not necessarily medically necessary perhaps but they sure could use the coaching they still want to get a lot a lot more back mm-hmm. um, they don't know exactly how to do it or they get very discouraged and they really need somebody there that knows um, what to tell them and how to approach things a little differently so right. I, excellent yeah, and I, I think that's one thing that I'm going to be focusing on when I'm when I'm talking to some of the uh, politicians in the actually next week. Now that I think about it, um, I'm going to be bringing up that uh, the the Medicare population. A lot of times in the outpatient setting and environment, a lot of those lower functioning Medicare patients they don't come into that clinic because they might have a caregiver in the house. But then there's that whole transportation issue that comes into play where the caregiver can't actually get the patient in their car and drive them to the clinic. A lot of people don't even know this. And so telehealth would be massive to be able to help not only help the patient and tell them what they need, but also to do a bunch of caregiver education that's going to be there with the patient the majority of the day to even just teaching small exercises. Now you're training the caregiver that can work with that patient multiple times a day. Can you imagine the benefit of just being able to go to your computer, set up a time and talk with someone, uh, you know, a physical therapist, you know, not someone else that doesn't know maybe to the degree that you know, and they can ask their questions and um, you can be looking at things from a safety perspective and a medical perspective um, an exercise perspective, so many areas that we look at as therapists. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a gold mine for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you think about, okay, that, that intersection between the outpatient and the home health setting where home health has like a huge leg up because they get to go into the home and see what's going on in that patient's environment and then tailor and adjust some exercises and some strategies based yeah. on the actual real environment of where the patient's going to be you know, if you're seeing a patient in the clinic an hour, they're going to be there 23 more hours that day and then beyond, you know, maybe they're only coming to the clinic twice a week for an hour. And, and that's the situation that I think telehealth can kind of give us the best of both worlds. Some things can't be helped because we're not going to be there to put our hands on them, but it's almost that, that, that give and take of, okay, now I can see the patient's environment. I can be there instead of them never coming to the outpatient clinic. I can see their home. You know what I mean? Right. But I think, too, with the neuro population, there are declines and there is also progression. Yep. So when those changes happen, I think that's when the family gets even more frustrated because they're not sure, what do I do now? Because we're done with the rehab. They're not really medically necessary. But now that they can move this a little bit better, what can we do to keep this going? Or right. we're losing ground. Uh, we need some input you know, a few times just to find out what we're supposed to be doing. So I think that's really important because you can jump in and out you don't have to be well i got to see you twice a week you know and all that stuff it's just we can we can do this every two weeks we can do this once a month you know? yeah definitely yeah and i think there's going to be a huge rush for that as soon as medicare 
puts us in that preferred providers category, I mean, it's going to be a just a, a land grab of everyone going, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And now it's reimbursable. Right. So it's going to be pretty eye-opening. And then that will kind of spur the public's mindset to go, oh, wait, I could do it in this totally different fashion of, of their professional expertise being delivered to me conveniently at home. And then that just kind of starts that flywheel going of more and more people utilizing our services. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I can also see because we were talking wellness and a lot of us are wanting to take people further than we could in the clinic, right. you know, insurance or Medicare says you've reached this or you plateaued long enough, then you're kind of done, you know, for that time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people, you know, you, maybe they recovered pretty well from a stroke, but they want to get back to golfing. They want to get back to getting out into the community. They want to still get out and see their friends for coffee. And if they could take you with them in their smartphone and say, this is where I'm having the trouble, you know, in this particular shop, or I want to get into this situation, how would, how would I do it? I mean, you're right there with them, really, in a, in a very wonderful way. They're already balanced. There's, there's not that fear of falling. But how can I do this better? Camping, you know, if you've got the Wi-Fi. You know, people want to get back to doing RV um, traveling or, um, you know, getting into um, just different situations out there, real life, you know, isn't that where we want to get our patients, you know, to anyway. Yeah, definitely. And then the other thing that I think sometimes people are going to hesitate on this because of that potential risk for falls, but at the same time, we really have to just think about it realistically and do a 30,000 foot view. If they're not going to come in period to the physical therapy outpatient clinic to get treated are they just going to be set up for a fall anyway at the house when we're not seeing them? It's not like we're holding their hand the other 23 hours of the day, you know, even if they're in the outpatient clinic and we're like, Oh, okay, good. At least they're safe when they're with us. Yeah. But they're still not going to be safe when they're at home without us. The only exercise with me. And when you go home, just sit in your chair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can always have the caregiver there or someone there and just say spot this person while they try this. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, too, we are uh, uh, professionals. If we feel that someone is absolutely not appropriate for telehealth, and that's our responsibility to say, I'm sorry, um, you're going to need to be seen in person, either yeah. have a clinic or somebody else does near them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, mean, I just think that's, um, you know, that's just being responsible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. So let's hop into the topic of the actual competition itself. So what are your thoughts on, well, number one, you've got to get those hundred free visits. So that's going to be great. Are you going to focus, um, because one of those rules um, is that 30 of those visits can be for wellness. So that kind of opens up the doors for those folks that want to kind of jump in and then even get their feet wet in the wellness space specifically. Do you have an idea or a concept of like who your potential patient population that you're really going to target is going to be? I'm going to try for the neuro, but I'm not close to the orthopedic patients. Obviously I'm able to do some of that too. So, um, so I, you know, first I will let my friends and family know that I am available. This is the deal. You know, there's um, hundred visits out there for people that are interested. You know, you've got your neck problems, your um, back problems. You know, you whatever, you sprained your ankle. Um, let's try it. Let's do this. One, you know, and really invite them to get the experience. So it's not just the therapy that they're going to hopefully get help from. But why don't you find out how well this works? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, and go from there. So I, you know, 
I've already kind of let people know, and I've gotten a couple of, of calls already before the competition, so it doesn't count for now. But right. um, people are like, oh, I, I thought, why not call Karen? She's doing this telehealth thing, you know? Uh -huh. And they're right. kind of excited about it. One, one's actually a doctor. And um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's just going to be able to to almost break that that barrier that some people have of, oh, I suck at marketing. I'm not sure. I, it, it feels slimy to do sales and all this stuff. It's really just breaking down that barrier to where it gives people the incentive to go, you know what? Here, look what I do. Look what I can do for you. And by the way, if you just have these small pieces that we all have, we all have these, right? I mean, the majority of everybody has some sort of phone with a, a camera and the audio already built in, right? So it's something that seems like it's going to be a slam dunk to just go, I'm seeing people September to November, the end of the beginning of September to the end of November, who wants one, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that can be done. I mean, obviously we do use our hands a lot and we are skilled in that area, Right. but I can think of a lot of patients that I've seen even in the clinic where, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't maybe have to do that much hands on mm -hmm. with them, you know, just enough to kind of guide them. They got the exercise. Yeah. Um, they go off and, and, because I lived in China, I did a lot of traveling, even coming back to the States, I would visit different people. Right. Wherever you go, <clears throat> excuse me, there are people, everywhere there's a body, there's a need for physical therapy. Right. Yeah. Say, you know, while you're visiting here, while you're staying in my house, I've had this neck problem, you know, uh -huh. whatever. And um, so I might only have like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever before I shot off to do something else. So I would do what I could for them and um, give them some ideas. I can't tell you the number of people that would get back to me when, you know, I'd maybe pass through a few years later and they say, you really helped my neck, you know, and, and, you know, you really, you know, I, I haven't had a problem with my shoulder since that day that you were here visiting and we mm -hmm. looked at my shoulder, whatever. So most of that was done on their own. Anyway, right. it was really just my initial input, explaining to them some things and showing them some things that they could do to help with, you know, there's a lot of everyday wear and tear. You think right. of truckers, you know, how many people, that are trucking don't have back pain and neck pain, you know, uh, wrist pain, maybe whatever. So, I mean, I think you have to look at the kind of populations that are going to have the kind of problems that would be so suitable for telehealth. Mm -hmm. They're out on the road. They can't stop for physical therapy. You know, they're going to stop at a truck stop or they're going to stop alongside the road, but that's the perfect time for them to get online with someone, you know, start doing stuff. So, I mean, I think there's lots of populations like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, well, this should be uh, pretty exciting to say the least. What do you think about the, the potential to actually reach out to the smaller local newspapers and to kind of give them a story to say, hey, we're doing this. What do you think about that? I'm going to try that. I've already, I've, in the past, I've done an advertisement with a very small community of um, people that had a newspaper. And um, I, I think a paper like that would, would be looking for things that they could, could put in there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to try. Yeah. 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 No hurt. No harm. No foul. Right. I mean, no, what's the know. worst that can happen? They say, oh, maybe not on this story. Okay, great. You reached yeah. out and sent an email to somebody or you called somebody and you presented them an opportunity for a great story oh. to help that local population. And if they say no, okay, but there's going to be a lot of places that will say yes, because yeah. I mean, what it's about a flyer and going to your local Y or mm -hmm. going to some, uh, you know, I've been trying to build up a relationship with some of the fitness centers around here too, the smaller ones, you know, yeah. um, and, and just really encouraging them and saying, you know, you've got people that just can't come in, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not competition. I'm, you know, but I'd like to help you keep your people healthy. And, you know, if I 
was able to even present them with some of the telehealth flyers or something, you know, mm -hmm. they may be able to, to post it or get it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has a lot of potential. Um, I just, I just can't wait to September 1st cannot come for me fast enough yeah. um, because I know I'm, I'm still trying to figure out one of the details, basically, how do I want to show everybody the numbers that everybody else is putting up, right? I'm trying to figure out that one piece because let's say somebody in two months finishes and they get a hundred. I don't know if that's going to demoralize everybody else and everybody just goes, ah, I'm going to stop. Or if everybody is like, you know what, I'm going to finish this thing and I'm going to get as many as I can before uh, November 30th because that's just going to add to our huge collective database that more therapists can use. I think people are going to look at your videos with anybody that you're seeing over telehealth for a, a neurological issue. I think that's one thing that nobody's seen and they're really questioning and wondering how would you do this? And so that will just be able to add to the, the ton of knowledge that we're going to create by this competition. That's great. Yeah. I, I think it's um, it can certainly put out a lot of help through telehealth. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. So any last things before, uh, before, do you want to predict how quickly you win this contest since yeah. you signed up first? You're our first interview. <laughs> I think what I, what, you know, for me, because we have some time beforehand um, to build some, some uh, momentum mm -hmm. is to start seeing some people now and just kind of get the word out and then have the calendar sitting there and say, okay, folks, you know, this is your opportunity. You know, when they're yeah. gone, they're gone. And uh, sign up now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was talking to another person that was thinking about uh, joining. I, I think they probably did. But I just said, you know, Rob has been so generous with the material that you have given that I said, as soon as I signed up, I considered myself a winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said, it's like a no lose thing. You know, I know. That, I mean, and there are people that are really into telehealth. They've got the whole ball rolling, you know, and everybody wants to win. That's great. But right. um, I think my, my whole main thing is, well, if I can, you know, with this kind of enthusiasm that we're all kind of building up, you know, really get the word out. Well, that's going to carry me through for the paid sessions that will follow. And, um, and I will have learned a lot. I think, you know, it gives a great opportunity. You're not charging the person. Um, so in a sense, you're doing your very best, but you're working things out too. You do have to work things out. It is a different uh, environment and um, mode of doing these things. So great point. Yeah. It's, it's allowing you to, to kind of dip your toe in and at the same time, learn almost in a, a, a free environment of if I make a mistake, okay, it's all right. It's not like you're, you're trying to not help the person to the best of your ability and providing a free service. So when it's pro bono, there's always that little bit of slack or a whole bunch of slack that the patient will give you because you're trying to work out the kinks. And yeah. even after, you know, there's only a couple of things that you need to worry about. If it's choppy, somebody's running Netflix in the background, you know, and if there's anything with the audio or video, okay, you just tweak it once and you're like, oh, I'll never do that again. Yeah. It's almost like when we first came out of school or when we were in our first clinical settings, you're always learning on the job, right? Yeah. So it's somewhat similar to that, I think. Not so much the actual therapy. I don't want people to think that they're at risk of hurting somebody. Yeah. But it's just the technical stuff. You yes. Know, of how to do it. And also um, how to make the patient feel like they've really had a, a visit, you know, that yep. they've gained something from it. Mm -hmm. And um, also the follow-up, I think, is huge. You know, you've talked about what you do for your clients and uh, sending them uh video of the exercise so they can see it, giving them a write up. So that things you got you know, you do have to put more effort into making things clear. 
Yeah. It's not just a swipe by, you know, well, I did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I think they need that extra stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, to help them make yeah. the most of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Ah, well, I'm excited to see how this goes, Karen. This was great. So how about whenever people are interested in this and want to sign up, um, because you're going to be able to use this piece of content too, so that you can promote this as well. How would people sign up or should they just reach out to you via email? What's the best way to get a hold of you to get one of your 100 slots? Yeah, uh, direct message me on Facebook and, and request that. Um, I will be getting a calendar going so I can I can um, point people towards that to fill it in Great. the time. Um, but I, that's probably the best. I do have an email, kmalone at prizept.com. Got it. Um, kmalone, okay. L-O-N-E. So, um, yeah, but probably Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook. Just direct message me. I'm a stroke wellness on my profile page, so I'm pretty easy to pick out. So Right. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the results here. September 1st is when that starting gun goes off. So thank you for being our first interview and our first sign-up and registrant and competitor. And we will uh, look forward to seeing how this all goes in the future. Super. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time. I appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button below. That's my payment. And if you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes or any podcast player, make sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll get our newest episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon.